Hey all, it's Melissa. I hope you enjoyed part one of my interview with Babette and Loretta and are excited to listen to the conclusion of our conversation today. Hard to believe it's been a week already. Hope you guys had a great week. Looking forward to hearing your comments and as always, take care of you. Hello everyone and welcome to season one of Beyond the Smile, real talk with real people. Each episode is a casual conversation with a social worker, a licensed counselor, an executive or life coach, a chaplain, a nurse, or a physician. My goal is to find out what truly happens after their client or patient leaves or the professional goes home. What is behind the smile and what does life really look like? This is not about taking down walls and boundaries. Our conversations are about normalizing the myth that as helping professionals, our lives are always put together. This podcast is about accepting that we are human first, professional second. We all have hardship and struggles as humans, no matter what we do in our day job. It is about time we come together and talk about our common humanity instead of living in the shame of what we hide from others. This podcast isn't perfect. There are errors and dogs barking and misstated words and probably even made up words along the way. But there's also honesty and truth with some truly, truly amazing and perfect people. So let's not wait anymore. Here's today's episode of Beyond the Smile, Real Talk with Real People. I hope you enjoy and that you're able to realize you are truly not alone. What is the hesitation, do you think, with us in this field that this isn't a conversation, even though we all have peers that we trust, sometimes it's coworkers, sometimes you're in private practice, but just that, you know, this conversation isn't had frequently enough of, hey, how are you taking care of you? Not that you're trying to therapize your peer, unlike your son, Bobette, at times. I've been accused of that, too. So I get it. It's a mama thing. But why don't we talk about this? Because I think this is that slippery slope that leads to burnout or compassion fatigue or just being crispy and, you know, wanting to change careers. What's the shame and taboo that shows up with this? I think there's this, you know, taboo still on mental health, right? I still think, you know, just across the board, that even with all the strides we've made in trying to make gaining access to mental health services, it's still very taboo. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've listened to various television shows now where I hear women, not too many men, but women who are speaking out more about the fact that they've had depression or anxiety or whatever, fill in the blank, right? But I feel like there's still this taboo. And I, for me, I feel this, this sense of, well, would somebody want to come to me if I'm struggling? Would somebody want to come to me if I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. anxious, or whatever, can't put things down, I'm ruminating over it. And I will say I have some amazing co-workers I think of two that really will say pull my chain and say hey you need to fill in the blank go sit down go take a break what are mm-hmm. you doing you want to come talk or we'll meet for dinner or for, you know like socially 
distance, but we'll meet or, you know, just and have a conversation and just to get it out or say, you know, you need to go talk to somebody. Have you thought about talking to a therapist? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I think is important is for a therapist to have therapists. Someone who, Absolutely. you know, have a friend, but have someone who doesn't know you necessarily, because I think even when I've talked to therapists, you've come to talk to me, right, to, for some counseling. When you don't know somebody, they can call you out on your stuff. There's no Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I have a really good friend, like, Melissa, I consider you and Loretta people <laughs> for me too, but it's rare to find that kind of person. You need mm-hmm. somebody who can also see when you have your therapist hat on versus a friend that's going to, I think, a friend who will maybe stroke your ego or calm you down a little bit. And so I do think we need to do a better job. And I personally need to do a better job of coming to that place because I do, I feel it. I feel burned out. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm in the process of studying for my CSW, trying to juggle jobs, family, kids graduating, going to the next whatever in life. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also sandwiched in between. I'm taking care of my mom. There's a lot there. And I feel like, well, I should be superwoman. That's what superwoman Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. And so again, I get get caught up in my head and you know who has time to to see somebody or to talk to someone if I'm that person for most people in my life yeah I think there's that notion of being superwoman is so just in our bones of we have to do all of this all at once and oh sorry there's no time for you at the end of the day to take care of you or to have a problem or to have a rough day because you have all these people that rely on you to take care of them right yeah. and sometimes the, yeah. the, the guilt that you that comes into play you know did i have time did i give this person enough time did i give that enough time was i able to get into prayer or read my bible like i should have or i didn't read my bible or pray like I should have, but I helped everybody else. And it's just the juggling of, of feeling sometimes the guilt of not being able to get it all done also plays a part. And, and you really have to just sit down and check yourself. I, I tried all of the um, starting to get my list together prior before going to bed. Therefore, I could go to bed and sleep, but that doesn't work because I get all my to-do list together, still go to bed. I think about my still think about my to-do list as for tomorrow and it's like it doesn't shut off it doesn't shut down because and it's never for me it's literally for everything or everyone else that I'm juggling not much for me uh, literally at all so when do we make time for us as helping professionals, whether you're clergy or you're working in hospice or you're working with teenagers or you're a nurse, a physician, like any of those roles and those hats of people who give and give and give and give and give and give, when is it okay to get, you know, and and that Mm -hmm. word just even feels abrasive to say, yeah, you know, because it isn't about a give and a get as much as it is about refilling our batteries and replenishing mm-hmm. and taking care of us. But when you're doing it all day long for everybody else, family, friends included, when's your time? When's that time? Okay. 
ready. You want to go? <laughs> mine has a big. Mine has a big. When 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 is I've had enough, and I I can't. I don't have it. Normally, that's when when I can say no. Um, my phone will ring. I'll say I can't answer. I cannot. I have nothing else to give right now. I've just got to sit here. Someone will send a text. I can't reply. I can't because I don't. I don't have it. And you literally know when you are. You have just ran out of gas. You really know that. And you can't make a car continue to, to drive, you know, with no gas. And that goes for yourself too. When that time comes, I have to stop. And sometimes it's a day or a weekend that I have to refuel. And I, I can't because I know I'm no good for anyone. I can't help anyone. Right. And I've got right. to replenish and get myself together. I, you know, honestly, I have a really difficult time and I have not, I felt like I've been at that breaking point and I still kept going. And that is a, I've even had, you know, my husband, I've had different people say like, look, I, you need to stop. You need to (laughs) sit somewhere in a corner, take a time out. And I have a hard time because in my head, I'm thinking, well, if I don't do it, who will? And there will always, we know there will always be somebody, right? right? Or, mm-hmm. right. or right. I've mm-hmm. learned that even with my kids is that I, you know, you do too much, then you take away their opportunities to grow and learn and to find their resiliency. But I think, you know, just like when we're, as one of the things I love about social work, and I can't speak for other professions, but social work, you're looking at the person in their environment in their whole, right? So you're looking at their past, you're looking at where they are, what color their experiences. And for me, I think there's been a lot that I've seen of the race in like four generations of single moms. And they did it. They did it all, you know. And and even though there are certain things that are different today than say back when my grandmother, great-grandmother were doing it. Mm -hmm. But there's still this fact that there are these women in my family that I perceive you know, I saw a lot of them mm-hmm. at their breaking point, but mm-hmm. they did it. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, shouldn't you be able to do it? And you're more fortunate, more whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not a single mom doing this. Like, so I get into this place where I, I, I wish that I could say, I know that breaking point, I feel it, but somehow I kind of like work on fumes. So I know my gas tank is low. <laughs> And I know they're fumes only. And I know you can't pour from an empty cup, but I'm still like, okay, we won't make the best of these fumes. <laughs> I probably more than likely, I, I crash. I just, my I sleep and then I feel like, okay, I've gotten to sleep until late. And then I kind of just use that and keep going. But I, I do, I think that, you know, Loretta, I think it's great, you know, you to be able to sit and kind of say, okay, this is it. I'm not answering the phone. And I think that's where we need to go is have some boundaries. And we talk about boundaries, at least I know I do with my clients all the time. What are your boundaries? Know them and mm-hmm. be willing to like have a value system that says you can't cross this. Like, I love you mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. you can't cross this boundary. And so right. Right. I need to work on it. Well, I'm telling you, by the time I get there, I have nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like you. Right. I do operate on the fumes and I do keep going. But when I get to that point, I, I just don't have anything left to give. 
And most of the time, if there's a text coming through, is is someone wants you to solve something or can you help me with this or can you help me with that? You know, I don't have children at home. I'm empty nester, adults. Well, now the grandchildren are, are young adults and now they, you know, in college. Mm-hmm. Nana, Nana, I need to Zoom with you because I need you to help me. How do I do this? How do I do that? And it's just mm-hmm. going on, on and on to where I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I, I cannot, I don't have it. And yeah. I, I learned that by the time I get mm-hmm. there, it almost will put you in tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost will put you because yep, you, absolutely. you just, and then trying to refuel, you know, mm-hmm. the little bit of eight hour sleep you get, that's really still mm-hmm. not even enough, you right. know, to refuel. Yourself. If you're lucky to get eight if hours, you're lucky, you know, lucky, yeah. <laughs> then, then uh, you know, let us remember, I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest here. So let us remember we're female. Our bodies are changing. We're going through, you know, mm-hmm. hormonal situation. We got that going on, you yeah. know, as well. So we have a whole lot mm-hmm. of, of other things, you know, even yeah. our, our own personal health that we have to deal with as well. So yeah. really, times like this is is what's good for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Right now is good for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because really, I'm not trying to solve anybody's issues or anything like that but this podcast right now is good for me yeah just being able that's, to talk that's awesome and I, yeah. yeah i remember that's melissa good. you talked a lot about that when mm-hmm. in your class and you in individually which i i really appreciate it yes um, because you did i think one of the things that and that really helped me because when you're you're in school jen you're really focus on learning how to do what you, you end up doing. Right. But one of the things I really appreciate with you, you gave us the realities of social work. Mm-hmm. And also you really talked about self-care. And I had other professors who would kind of bring it in and you'd read an mm-hmm. article, mm-hmm. but really talked about how, you know, getting us to try to do that. And I don't think we do it enough. And I think even if, whether you're a therapist or not, I think too, and I, you know, I've never been a man, but I think that women, we do, we kind of carry this load sometimes. And then I also think if you're, you've got this sandwich, I think I heard that we're the sandwich generation if you're taking care of kids Mm -hmm. and mom Mm -hmm. or parents. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it becomes a thing where you forget that you need to to take it Mm -hmm. down in order to to be there for the, your kids and your parents. Right. It's easy to say to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, but we never do. I mean, we put it yeah. on everybody, it's on everybody, everybody else, and we're about to drown. You know, yeah. we're about to suffocate when mm-hmm. we're the ones that need mm-hmm. to put it on ourselves first. Well, I don't know if anybody else has experienced, but if you ever decided to hold a voucher to somebody and then they look at you and get upset like you're crazy, like, wait a minute, you always did it or you always... You know, and so, and I get that kind of guilt of like, yeah, I guess I, I did do that, but I don't want to do that. Right now. So, <laughs> I don't know. Right. So it's that pushback. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. finally get to that point and you establish that boundary and someone's like, well, why now? Why yeah. is this an issue now? And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making you a priority now? You know, and, and Loretta, I appreciate you saying that sometimes 
you get to that point and before you even know it, that brick wall, you're just running headfirst into that brick wall. And it's like, oh, okay, I have to stop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I have to back down. And Babette even saying, I know the brick wall's coming, but I'm going to find a way around it, under it, through it, mm-hmm. over it. Like, mm-hmm. I've just got to, I've got to negotiate the brick wall a little bit more. And I think, you know, what I would love to see us just as a community as much as we say this, I talk about it in my grad classes and I talk about it with therapists who are clients, but actually like live it and say, okay, how do you proactively, you know, know that the wall's there, mm-hmm. but don't allow yourself to get close to the wall and proactively really take care of you in this process. And I think once we hit the wall, we have a choice. We try to power through or we course correct. But mm-hmm. why do we even have to hit the wall? Why do we have to hit the wall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think for me, I'm, I've had this, this past couple weeks, three weeks, especially with traveling to take my kids back to school or pick up this place where I'm just at this, you know, kind of coming to this realization of I need to do better for myself going forward so that I can be here for a longer period of time and I can be healthy. And I look at my mother who's 80 and it's Mm -hmm. really, I've seen, she can't really do much for herself and she's really struggling with health issues. And we had a long conversation and she said, you know, I, I should have gone to the doctor. I should have taken time to take care of myself. And hearing that, I thought if I did that, I mean, if I did that, maybe I wouldn't have to be, I don't, I don't want to say burden because I don't look at my mother's burden, but maybe I can be healthier mm-hmm. at 80 if I, if I'm blessed mm-hmm. to live to right. 80. And so right. um, just taking time and reaching out to people. And like, I think Loretta, you hit it, like just having this moment with two people that I, I love and respect, but also when I realize I'm, I'm getting to that place before I actually hit the wall. And then I'm like, you said, negotiating with the wall to be able to say, yeah. you know what, pick up the phone right. and call somebody and say, right. you know, I just need to talk. I need to get this out is wonderful. If you have those people and I, I, I hope that everybody has someone, but I, certainly believe I do. It's just using that and being able to say, you know what, I, I think I need to pick up the phone. Or I need to go, you know, take a bath. Even if Calgon doesn't take me completely <laughs> away, I can do something and give myself permission to put the mm-hmm. boundary, put it up mm-hmm. and keep it and not allow people who haven't had that boundary before to disrupt it mm-hmm. or make you feel guilty right. or have right. not make you feel guilty because we allow ourselves to feel guilty, but to feel guilty <laughs> or feel shame right. about mm-hmm. holding it, you right. know? And I think that's, that's the lesson I've, I'm learning. Right. That it doesn't make you a bad clinician. It doesn't make you a bad helping professional to say no. It probably makes you a healthier, stronger individual that you can draw that boundary and not be pulled into what could be damaging for you and for the client. Right. So what is one thing you would love to say to the future generation of helping professionals out there? 
that maybe you wish somebody would have said to you before you embarked on your journey and that you would have listened to? Because, you know, we all look back at our younger selves and now having wisdom, it's like, gosh, I wish I would have, would have, could have, should have at a certain age. But I look back at myself in my 20s and be like, I don't think I would have listened. So what is one thing that you you wish that new generation would hear and really hear that you wish you would have known before you started? Hmm. I think I would say start self-care early because one of the things mm-hmm. I do see and having kids who are in their 20s, there's a lot of dis- things to distract and things that I think we, they think are, is, and even myself, my phone, I use that as distraction, but it's really not self-care. I mean, I'm sure there are ways you can use the phone for self-care, you know, right. love TikTok, right. love some of those things that make you get a chuckle. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something to be said to be quiet, find a quiet space and to be okay with silence and to kind of get to know yourself and to have some mm-hmm. type of routine for self-care because you can get to self-care right before you hit that brick wall, right? But you could get past it because you, you missed that opportunity, mm-hmm. that window. Mm-hmm. So I think if, if right. I could have learned to tap into myself, really tap into what I was feeling so that I didn't get to that place where I felt like if one more person asked for a cookie, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to explode. Right. So mm-hmm. to have right. something where I do it regularly, that you're intentional about it and really having some, some really strong boundaries around that so that you don't get pulled, so that you don't feel guilt or you don't feel shame because there isn't anything mm-hmm. to feel shameful about taking care of yourself or being selfish about Absolutely. taking care of yourself. And so that would be the one thing I would say, especially today with I when I feel the kids today with anxiety and it's so fast paced. It sometimes feels like there's this treadmill that I'm on mm-hmm. and or I see kids on and someone else is controlling the speed. Mm-hmm. It's to learn to control your yes. speed and to take it down. Right. And to, you know, again, boundaries I think are so important. So true. Yeah, I, I love I, that I, analogy of a of a treadmill. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing your incline, you know, whereas someone might can handle that that 10, you might can only handle that four or mm-hmm. five, you know, uh, knowing that speed that, that you can actually, you know, actually run or walk uh, is, is so important. And knowing who you are, knowing yourself, knowing your body, knowing when when things are, are starting to happen, you know, what's going on with me instead of pushing past, taking mm-hmm. care of your health in this field is so important, you know, trying to get uh, some decent rest, decent sleep, like you said, to not just keep pushing, 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 but to set boundaries and keep them. How often do we set boundaries? But then we, we go, we go on path. Well, I'll do it this time. Well, I'll do it this time. And then before you know it, the boundary is gone. So actually maintaining that balance that you were talking about, I bet to me is so important. And Melissa, you talked to us when we were uh, in school, you talked to us about self-care and and you really kept Mm. reiterating the importance of it. And we heard it, but did we really hear it? 
you know, because mm-hmm. once we got out there, we we heard it. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing my nails. You know, you would you would check in to see what we were doing. And then some would say I mm-hmm. did this. And I remember saying I just floss my teeth. That, that was the, you know, being able to floss <laughs> was 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 self care for me. <laughs> and I remember saying that. Uh, but, you know, actually, the importance of it, it really is you're going to have to have it in order to be able to sustain and maintain um, this mm-hmm. path as mm-hmm. a clinician, as a coach, as a helper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. You remember that you said flossing your teeth was your self-care. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, what What did you learn in grad school? That flossing my teeth is self-care. I love it, Loretta. <laughs> that was all I had the best I could do. <laughs> Because we were running 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that's like a perfect way to wrap up our conversation is sometimes all you can do for self-care on a certain moment in your life, on a certain day, in a stage, yeah. is floss your teeth. For some people, it's brushing their teeth. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, for some people, it's taking a shower. And if that's all it is, you've got to, as Bobette raises her hand, we're not floss anymore, Bobette. <laughs> I that no, that was the hallelujah moment. That was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, but it's you know, it's it's those little steps and those baby steps yeah. and those baby steps add up, but it doesn't have to be this huge. I'm going to take a week at a spa retreat when we're able to go to a spa retreat for a week um, because that would be a phenomenal experience, but you still have to come back to real life. Whereas flossing your teeth and taking a shower and, and just showing up and talking to a, a friend, that is something we can do every day. It doesn't cost a dime. Right. And that's what's sustainable. That is what is sustainable. So it has been Absolutely my pleasure to have both of you here with me today. I sense a part two to this conversation in the future. (laughs) If you guys would love to come back, but um, I just would love, I just appreciate your insight. I appreciate your honesty and just saying, Hey, this is where we're at. And this is a conversation that we need to have. So I thank you very much for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Beyond the Smile, Real Talk with Real People. And I look forward to you tuning in next week for another episode with some amazing new guests. Take care, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to yet another episode of Beyond the Smile, Real Talk with Real People. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today as much as I did. Don't forget to download, like, and share the episode with anyone you feel could really benefit from the message. In addition, you can follow us on social media, or you can sign up to be a part of the podcast and receive notifications of new episodes at our website, beyondthesmiletribe.com. Check back next week for another exciting discussion on Beyond the Smile. Until then, don't ever forget your worth and always remember to take care of you.